0: Lot TALK RADIO www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com or you can contact us by phone, area code 336-830-0601. You can email us at jet245 at msn.com or if you prefer snail mail, you can still write us at PO Box 1148 Walkertown. North Carolina, 27105-4123. I'd like to invite you to tune in with us for the sweet hour of prayer. Monday through Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, we pray for one hour. And on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, again, we pray for one hour. Uh, area code 425-436-6333, and the access code is 716-5050, followed by the parent sign. Again, that's Sweet Hour Prayer, Monday through Saturday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, and on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we pray for one hour, and you can do join us by calling 425-436-6333 and the access code is seven one six five zero five zero, followed by the pound sign. This is your hostess, Evangelist Janet Taylor, coming to you live tonight from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry. Um, I tuned in last night with uh, Apostle Emmett Overton. And his message blessed me so much um, that I just piggybacked him right off of where he talked about. His topic was, you know, how to get through hard times. What do you do during hard times? And um, so God just took me right off of his message with resting in the Lord. So those of you that have your Bibles Turn with me to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, and let's hear what the Lord has to say to us. This um, section of the Bible is known as the Great Invitation. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. And it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, eh, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Glory be to God. That's our opening scripture. Hallelujah. That's our point of reference for tonight. Now, the word rest, we're talking about resting in the Lord. That's our topic for tonight, resting in the Lord. And the word rest means to cease from work or movement in order to relax and refresh oneself, to recover strength or to stop being active for a period of time. That's the verb meaning of rest. Now, the noun rest is a period of relaxing or ceasing to engage in strenuous or stressful activity. And the word rest comes from the German word rasta, R-A-S-T-A, meaning league of miles. Uh, If you walk that, Far, You need a good rest So Jesus gives us the great invitation And rest comes from the presence of the Lord Now if we look at Psalm 16 and 11 We will see that rest comes from the presence of the Lord Glory be to God So let's go there And this is what it says Thou will show me the path of life In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures evermore. So in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And when there's fullness of joy, we can rest. We can rest because we know that everything is in God's hands. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be, you know, trying to figure things out we can rest. And Acts 3 and 19 um, bears that out. This is what it says in Acts 3 and 19. It says, the times of refreshing, it says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing, that's where that rest and refreshing shall come, from the presence of the Lord. So we need to rest, or we need rest, and the only way you can get rest is uh, from the presence of the Lord. You see, most people think that rest is a uh, ceasing of activity. Well, that is a form of rest, but for the believer, it is more than that. It is a time of refreshing, that comes from the presence of the Lord. Glory be to God in the highest. And, um, you know, God, he wants his people to rest. So let's go to Psalm, Psalm 37, glory be to God, and let's see what the Lord has to say about rest. The first thing God says in Psalm 37 is, fret not thyself because of evildoers neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. You see, when you have people that are evildoers, uh, when you look at them, it it looks like in their iniquity, it looks like the things that they are doing is, is, is prospering them. They seem to be getting ahead and, While you, with your righteous self, uh, 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 may seem that, hey, you're not getting anywhere. So the enemy would try to convince you that righteousness doesn't pay and that you could get further ahead if you go back to your old ways. But the Bible says you just keep watching those evildoers because they will soon be cut down. Like the grass and wither like a green herb, and you've seen how grass is mowed down and be high one minute, and you take that mower and go over it, and then it's laying flat. And uh, after one day, that grass will wither and dry up. And so the Bible says, "Don't be concerned about the envy uh, about the wicked. Don't be envious of them because they will soon." In other words, God said, I'm gonna take care of that soon. Don't don't even worry about that. Don't 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 trouble yourself. And he says in verse three, trust in the Lord and do good, and so shalt thou dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt be fed. I, I know that, you know, there are some people, it seems like they're prospering in their evil doing and, and, and you know some of the things they're doing. They're They're uh, in all sorts of sinful things, and it seems like they're getting ahead. They got plenty of money. They're never uh, 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 struggling. They seem to always have it together. They drive nice cars. They live in nice houses, and they wear the best of clothes. It looks like they got plenty. They got it going on, so to speak. But the Bible says we are not to be moved by that. Because the wicked shall cease from troubling, glory be to God. And He says, we are to delight ourselves in the Lord, and He shall give us the desires of our heart. I know I have looked at so many uh, 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 members of my family, and it just seems like, you know, I, I know the life that they're living. In. It's not a godly life. Um, they're 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 not doing. Uh, uh, things that bring glory and honor to God But it looked like they're proper. And do you know they have the nerve to say uh, God is blessing me No, that's not God That's the devil Now, I'm going to tell you something The devil will give his people wealth He will give them wealth He will give them fame He will give them plenty of money But the Bible says what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? In other words, you got all of that, but you are headed to hell where your soul will be lost eternally. So we are not to be to be moved by how it appears that they are doing because it looks like they are, uh you know, having such a great time. But remember, there are two roads in life. There's a broad road and a narrow road. And the scripture tells us plainly that the broad road leads to destruction and that there's a narrow road and there'll be few that find it, but that road leads to eternal life. So the Bible says, delight thyself in the Lord. Now, That's something you have to do. You have to uh, 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 enjoy getting in God's Word. You have to enjoy spending time with the Lord. You have to be the one to to enjoy praying and fasting and seeking God's face. You have to be the one to enjoy that. In other words, nobody can do that for you. That's called delighting thyself in the Lord. It should not be a burden. It should not be drudgery for you to get in the word or for you to pray or for you to spend time with the Lord. Just in sitting in his presence, that should not be, oh, I got to get in the presence of the Lord. No, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 5 says, commit thy way unto the Lord. You know, we have so many Christians who are not committed the lord they're not committed to prayer they're not committed to fasting they're not committed to spending time in the word i mean there are some christians that i know that say they they don't even have time to pray what how is it that you can be serving the lord and trying to run a ministry and and you don't have time to pray where Uh, 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 are you getting your strength from? Where are you getting words of life to minister to people from? If it's not coming from the Lord, then where is that coming from? I had a lady that used to call me all the time asking me to pray for this and pray for that. And finally one day I said to her, girl, when do you pray? She said, I don't have time for that. I said, what? And she had a Christian TV ministry. I said, what? And uh, she said, uh, 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 people called me early in the morning. I said, really? And so she began to tell me how 6 o'clock in the morning her phone was ringing. And I said, then get up at 5 o'clock. Uh, she said she she just didn't have time. She didn't have time. So I I I, I, I watched this, this woman who professed to be a Christian, I saw her preach in people's churches, but she was not spending any time with the Lord. And I said, uh, eventually, this is going to wear out. But you know what I noticed is that people were were, uh, inviting her to preach in their pulpits. I said to myself, how is it that they don't discern that she don't have a prayer life? How is it that these pastors could not discern that? Why? I guess because they were not spending time in prayer. I don't know. But I know one thing. I have to pray. Not only do I have to pray, but I want to pray. I want to talk to God. I want to get on the altar. I want to rest in the Lord. Glory be to God. You know, I went through an ordeal uh, not too long ago, and um, it, uh, it had the potential to weigh heavy on me. It, it's a bill. It's a a, a a bill that I owe, and it's a large amount of money. And so um, um, it came up this year, and, um, it, you know, it, it was like fear gripped my heart. But this year I said, oh, no, not again, not this year. I said, God, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to trust you. The first thing you have to do is make up your mind that you're going to rest in the Lord because some are trusting in chariots and some are trusting in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord now if you're trusting in chariots and horses you're operating in your own strength and I'm going to tell you something then you're responsible for the outcome whatever it be you're responsible for it. but if you're trusting in the Lord if you turn it over to the Lord he says cast all thy care upon the Lord, for he careth for thee. And that's what we have to do. We have to cast our cares upon the Lord because either I'm going to handle it, I'm going to try to work something out, I'm going to try to fix it, or I'm going to let the Lord handle it and I'm going to rest. I'm going to put my feet up and say, God, this is bigger than me. Ain't a thing. I can do I couldn't pay that bill. I it, I don't have that kind of money. And said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. So I made a decision to trust God. Well, you know that old Sluper, he tried to bring fear. And every now and then, you know, Satan is a whisperer. He would try to say, well, what you going to do? What you going to I told him, I ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to do nothing. I'm going to let the Lord handle this. Glory be to God. Because I'm tired of dealing with this. Every year i got to come up for this same thing every year. So I decided this year I'm not going to be afraid. Uh, And then after that I said, I'm going to tell these people the truth. I'm not going to try to work nothing out. I'm not going to try to hook nothing up. I'm not going to try to fix nothing and put nothing together. I'm going to tell the truth. I don't have it. Simple as that. I ain't gonna make up nothing. I ain't offering no excuses. I'm simply going to tell the truth. I don't have it. So they sent me some papers, and they said fill out these papers and um, and uh, give us an explanation. And I did. I told the truth. See, when you tell the truth, that is when you are trusting in God. It's when you start lying that you're trusting in yourself. you trusting in uh, uh, some de- deception. And actually, you have already stepped out of the kingdom of, of God over into the kingdom of darkness when you start making up things and trying to hook up things. And Satan sees that you you operating without the Lord, and that's when he can set a trap for you. So I said, oh, no, I'm going to tell the truth. So I told the truth. And submitted the paperwork so then they said but we need this this and this i said okay and i sent them x y and z i sent them everything they asked for and then uh i went on about my business i went on about my business and uh right before thanksgiving right before i left to uh, go visit my granddaughter i happened to see check my email and I saw an email from them, and um, I accidentally logged off the email, and then I said, "You know what? I'm going right back. I'm going to look at this." I email and it says, "You have been approved." I say, "God, I thank you. Why? Because they that trust in the Lord, if you trust in the Lord, you're going to wait on the Lord." And the word of God says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So I did not faint. I did not fret. I did not worry. I trusted in the Lord. And, you know, the enemy... He's very crafty, so he'll try to whisper in your ear. And each time he did, I went back to the Lord and I said, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. And then I began to delight myself, just delight myself in his word. But verse 5 says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. We are living in a time where there are so many Christians who are not committed. They 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 say uh, they 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 they're part of the body of Christ, but they're not committed. In other words, they come when they want to. They they uh, participate when they want to. It's all about how I feel today. If I don't feel like it. Well, I'm still saved, but I just ain't going to participate. I ain't coming. I'm not going to do this. You know, we got too many fair-weather Christians not committed. And the one thing that I see that Christians are really not committed to is prayer. Christians, the only time they are committed to prayer is when their back is up against the wall. But the Bible says we should pray without ceasing. We need to be praying For not only our needs, praying for the nation, praying for souls, praying for people to get saved, and repenting, repenting of our sins. When we look at our nation, I'm talking about the United States, the nation that we live in. There is so much that we need to repent of right here in this nation and you might say well i didn't do none of that stuff but you are part of this nation no man is an island you're part of this nation so we have to repent on behalf of this nation cry out to god and look at the church how the church is prayerless prayerless and and, and expect the miracles of god you know we wonder why we're not seeing the signs miracles and wonders following the preached word of god He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Why are we not seeing that? Because we are not praying. A prayerless church is a powerless church. So the church has actually jumped the track. That's where the church got off track by not praying. You know, when I was a little girl, my grandmother used to take me to Wednesday night prayer meeting with her. And I mean, they were foot stomping. They, that, that was really prayer meeting. Glory be to God. And I was a little girl, but I always fell asleep in the prayer meeting. But nevertheless, because I was in the atmosphere of prayer, I mean, them saints prayed. Glory be to God. Sometimes we didn't get out of there. It was after 10 o'clock before we got home. But they prayed. They were not looking at the clock. I don't even remember if there was a clock in the church. But they were praying. It was an old church. It had a wood pot belly stove, and uh, it took it a while for the church to get warm. But guess what? Those saints did not let any of that move them. They prayed. Glory be to God. They got down on their knees on them old wooden benches, and they prayed, honey. They prayed. I'm telling you, they prayed. I remember my grandmother hearing my grandmother pray, glory be to God. And we just, we have left off praying. We are not committed to God. Hallelujah. Because we're not praying. We're not praying. You know what we're committed to? We're committed to ourselves. Well, if God will do this, if God will do that for me, let me tell you something. God don't owe you nothing. He's already given us everything that we need. He gave us his son, Jesus. What more can he give? He gave us the life and the blood of his only begotten son, Jesus, so he doesn't owe us anything. Glory be to God. But we are not committed. We're not committed to serving him. We're not committed to praying. We're not committed to fasting. We're not committed... To anything that's out of our comfort zone, anything. If, if it calls, calls for too much effort, we're not committed to that. People say, you're going to be at the service? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to see. Well, what are you doing? Well, I don't know. It just depends on how I feel. What if the Lord treated us this way? What if the Lord treated us this way? When we got an urgent need and and the Lord said, and you prayed and cried out to him, and then the Lord said, well, I have to see how I feel. I see what I can do. I I might uh, get around to it. We wouldn't like that. We wouldn't like that. But yet we're not committed. So the word says, commit thy way. In other words, don't try to make your own way. Commit your way unto the Lord because Isaiah 55 tells us that my ways are not your ways, saith the Lord. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways and thoughts are higher than your ways and thoughts. You know, when we think we're going to get something good, do you know God's always got something better? I'm talking about so much better. I can look back over my life and think of some of the things that I thought I wanted. I can tell you today, honey, I can say, Lord, I thank you that you did not give me that. Because it wasn't God's best. I was settling. I was settling for what I could get. I remember looking at a house one time. I thought, well, if I get that, I, I, yeah, it need a little paint and I can fix it up and, and do a little this and do a little that. Don't you know when God blessed me with a house, he put me in a brand spanking new one? Why? Because he wanted me to have his best. I didn't have to go fix up nothing. I didn't have to go try to work out nothing and hook up something and and put two pieces of wood together and tie them together with a band-aid. I didn't have to do all of that. Glory be to God. God's always got what's best. Glory be to God. But we got to commit our way unto him and then trust him, and he shall bring it to pass. Not me. Do you know God don't need my help? He don't need yours either. He does not need our help. When we get involved and start trying to help God out, we are making a big mess. We're making a big mess. The Bible says, and he shall bring forth, Thy righteousness as the light and thy justice. The word is judgment, but it means justice as the noonday. Do you know God got the situation under control? Verse 7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Now, that's something that we just don't know how to do. We, We get anxious. And and, and the people that stamped our case urgent, and we panic, and we get anxiety and all sorts of stuff. And then you find yourself stressed out, and you're pulling your hair out, and you call this one and see if they can help. And they say, child, I just spent my last penny. And then you call this one and see if they can help. And they say, I was getting ready to call you and see if I could get a little piece of change. And then you, you go over here and you go over there, And then you sign promissory notes that you know you can't pay, and you keep running and running. And the Bible says that we should rest in the Lord. See, when this bill came due, I decided I am not going through this again. I am not going to fret. I am not going to fear. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to do it. I decided I've had it with that. Because you know what? The company that I own is not bigger than my God. They're a big company, but they're not bigger than my God. God's got the final word. I don't know who this is for tonight, but somebody needs to hear this message. Rest in the Lord. God wants you to rest. Glory be to God. If you poured out every penny that you got in savings right now, it's not enough to take care of that. So God wants you to rest. Just rest in the Lord. And we have to learn how to do that. We have to learn how to just throw up our hands and say, Lord, help me, and then rest. Knowing that our Father has heard our cry, glory be to God, and pity our groan. But if you start trying to calculate, and see what you can get and see what you can come up with. You're going to always come up short. And you're going to end up in deeper debt than what you currently are. So I decided to rest. I decided I'm not going through it this year. And that's where we got to get. We got to get to the point where we draw a line of demarcation in the sand and say enough is enough. Devil, I ain't going there with you this year. Not going to do it. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to allow you to make me lose one iota of sleep. I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. He says, fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. I tell you, the wicked are prospering only for a season. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's only for a season. Glory be to God. Because one thing I know about the devil, the devil will invite you to dinner, and then he'll stick you with the bill. So you cannot believe that the devil's going to give you something for free. He doesn't operate that way. Remember, John 10.10 tells us that the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill and to destroy but i am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly enemy wants you to fret thyself fret fret means to worry fret means to fear fret means to envy fret means to get anxious over something and the bible said we are to rest in the lord Rest in the Lord and wait patiently. Do you know what? God is never in a hurry. He's not. Oh, oh, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go over here and help Janet. I got to go over here and help this one. Oh, oh, ah, oh, oh, something's going on over there. I don't know how I'm going to handle all of this. God does not panic. He does not fret. You remember the story of Mary and Martha when their brother Lazarus was dying? Jesus stayed where he was for two additional days. Why? Because he wasn't in no hurry. Because he already knew what God was going to allow, and he knew that God was going to raise him from the dead. They were like, Jesus, Jesus, you got to get there. Your friend Lazarus, he's sick. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus took two more days. Why? Because he did not fret himself. And he's telling us, fret not thyself. Because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. You know, it looked like certain celebrities, drug dealers, all these people, it looked like everything they touched, it looked like they got the Midas touched. Everything they touched looked like it's turning to gold. They got plenty of money. They got cars. They got houses. They looked like they got it going on. But I'm telling you something. The day of reckoning is coming. Glory be to God. Satan will require something of them. And If they can't pay up, then their day will be up. Let me tell you something. Satan don't give his people nothing for free. There's a hidden price tag. Satan will invite you to dinner and then stick you with the tab. That's how he operates. There's always going to be a hidden price tag. So we, it, it, it behooves us as believers to trust in the Lord and to rest in the Lord. And the Bible says cease from anger. You know, we, 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 we got so many anger issues in the body of Christ. Now, the Bible said be angry, but sin not. But most of the time we get angry and then we sin. He says cease from anger. And forsake wrath. We won't tell somebody off. We want to go upside somebody's head. We want to resort back to the old man. We want to resurrect the old man. See, that's who the old man used to be. The one that would cuss you out. The old man that would pop somebody upside the head. That's the old man. But the old man has been buried. Supposed to be crucified and buried But now because you're going Through this situation now That you've been betrayed now that Your feelings been hurt now That you don't know what to do Now you want to resurrect The old man And the old man Is supposed to be dead The Bible says If any man Be in Christ he's a new Creature all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you can't be new and old at the same time. Scripture says no man can put new wine in old wine steam because the bottles will break. So either we're going to be new, renewed in our minds, or the old man is still in charge. The Bible tells us to cease from anger and forsake wrath and fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. You know, the enemy would want to tempt you after what they did. You need to get them back. You need to call uh, uh, 911 on them. You, you need to do this. You need No, we don't resort to that. The Bible tells us, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Let God handle it. Suffer the wrong. Suffer the defraud. Don't take your brother or sister to court. Just suffer it to be so. Look at Joseph, what his brothers did to him. He could have said, oh, I'm taking him to court. I got a lawsuit against them for what they did to me. I'm going to get paid. But instead, this is what he said. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, that much people might be saved alive. So he understood. He understood that everything, nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. Everything is moving by the power of God. So God has a divine purpose for the things he allows in your life. Romans 8 and 28 bears that out. It says, for I know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Who are the called according to his purpose? So God can use it for his glory. The devil meant it for evil, but the devil is not all wise. Only God is all wise. So God said, I'm going to take the good, the bad, and the ugly, work it all together, and make it come out good for his divine purpose. So we got to learn how to rest in the Lord. And some stuff, I'm here to tell you, because I have been here a number of years, and some stuff just don't feel good. As a matter of fact, to be honest with you, it hurts. And I can't understand it. I can't understand what God is doing, how God could allow this. Thank God that he's God, and I'm not. He's omniscient. He knows everything. God knows what he's doing, and he wants us to rest in him. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Glory be to God. Cease from anger and fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. I have to try to get anybody back. God will handle it He is sovereign He is in control And God you might say Well why is it taking so long Because God is so merciful He was merciful with you He was merciful with me So why can't he be merciful to them It is not his will that any should perish Glory be to God Hallelujah Hallelujah all right, let's look at some more scriptures on rest because we're talking about resting in the Lord. Glory be to God. Let's look at Job. Hallelujah. Job chapter 3. Job chapter 3 and verse number 17. And this is what it says. There the wicked cease from troubling and the weary be at rest. To be at rest is to be without fear, without anxiety, without worry, and to be totally dependent on God, just trusting in him. I didn't know how God was going to do it, but I knew I had no choice but to trust him. I didn't have that kind of money. I have no choice but to trust God. And I made up my mind. I said, Lord, I'm gonna trust you. You know, I read in the word over in the book of uh, Isaiah, I think it's the thirty-sixth chapter, where um the Assyrians come to invade Judah and the the king of Assyria, his army was bigger than Judah's army, and he had this um, he had this man named Wabshaker who he sent to talk to the Jews, and you know he came selling wolf tickets. And, and he was talking trash He said To the men that sit Upon the wall That they may eat their own Dung and drink their own Piss Oh he was talking junk And the Bible said that he Cried with a loud voice And, and The children of Israel had asked Him not to Speak so loud because They didn't want uh, fear the, 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 the Jews didn't want uh, Fear To get into the people So the leaders had asked Rabshakeh uh, To speak in the Syrian language And not the language Of the Jews But oh he got even louder And he messed around And he said Let not Hezekiah Make you trust In the Lord saying, the Lord will surely deliver us. And then he went on to say, um, none of the other nations, he said, where are the gods of the nations that we've come up against? Where are their gods? They, They were not able to deliver them. He said, who are they among all the gods of these lands that have delivered their army out of my hand. And so, you know, the children of Israel, that kind of, uh, of Judah, that kind of made them tremble. That made them tremble. But the Lord had a plan. See, sometimes the enemy will use intimidation tactics to make you think, oh, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. But really, he's just a bag of hot air. That's all. He's just blowing smoke. We've got to learn how to trust in the Lord and rest in him even when the enemy is trying to intimidate us. Because that's one of Satan's tactics is to intimidate the people of God and to make us nervous and to make us fearful and then to make us do something foolish so the children of Israel the Jews they 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 were afraid and um when hezekiah heard what they said the bible said that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the lord and He said, this day is a day of trouble and rebuke and of blasphemy, for the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. You see, Hezekiah looked at the size of the Assyrian army, and it was great. He had a great big old army. But let me tell you something. It's not the size, because I learned this when I was a little girl. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Goliath was a giant standing over David, but David had God on his side. He said, who is this uncircumcised giant to defy the army of the living God? Don't you see? David was resting in the Lord. His confidence was in the Lord. Now, his brothers... They were tall, they were handsome, they had a great a, a physiques and everything, and all of the rest of Saul's army, these were great warriors, but they were over in a corner trembling when they saw this Goliath. And this one little strapling boy, David, never fought in an army in all his life. But he said this day, I'm gonna cut off your head. Clover be to God in the highest. He wasn't resting in his own strength. He was resting in his God. And Saul tried to give him a a a coat of mail. He said, No, nah, I, I can't work with this. I, I can't I can't put this on. He said, I've never used it before. I've never tried it before. I I, I can't I can't fight with this. And he got five smooths. Stones from the brook, but it didn't take but one to bring that giant down. You see, David knew his God. He knew his God. And y'all know the rest of the story. That one stone, he threw it, and it sunk into that giant's head, and he fell down. And David took his own sword. He took Goliath's sword and cut off his head. Goliath was selling wolf tickets. He was telling David he's gonna feed his body to the birds. But that giant came down. So Hezekiah, Hezekiah was afraid because the enemy has spoken. Loud in his ears Don't you know that's how the devil is He talks loud And he uses all types of intimidation Tactics to make us Afraid And the people of God were trembling In their boots They were so afraid Because this Assyrian army Was massive And the Bible says Hezekiah prayed And he said Lord Thou art the God, even thou alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. And he said, Lord, hear me. Open your eyes, Lord, and see and hear all the words that Sennacherib have said against the living God. In other words, Hezekiah didn't make this about him. He said, God, this is about you. He's trying to reproach your name. He said, of a truth, Lord, they have whipped all these other nations and laid them to waste. He said, but their, their gods were no gods anyway. In other words, he knew who the true and living God was. He said, now, therefore, O Lord, our God, save us. And sometimes that's all you need to do is prayer, simple prayer. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord, and deliver us this man's hand. He said that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou alone are God. And God sent a word to him, God I said, don't worry about him. He said, I've heard your prayer. He said, and this is what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to make him hear a rumor. He said, and I'm going to make him go all the way back to his homeland. He said, and uh, when he get there, he said his own sons are going to kill him. And that's exactly what happened. Rabshika woke up one morning and hundred and eighty five thousand of his people, his soldiers, were dead. He ran over here to talk to Bob and saw that Bob was dead. He said, Well, let me go over here and see about Mike. And he got over there to Mike, and Mike was dead, and Joe was dead, and Tom was dead, and Harry. And when he realized that his Whole army 185,000 men The angel of the Lord Had in the camp And just went through the camp And they were all dead And boy he decided I better get out of here And he ran all the way back To his land And when he got there his own sons smote him with the sword, and then they escaped into the land of Armenia. So what am I saying? Evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, those that rest in the Lord, those that trust in the Lord, Shall inherit the earth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We have to learn how to trust in the Lord and rest in him. Let's look at Isaiah 30 and verse 15. One of my glory be to God. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. You see, we got to learn how to trust in the Lord. When the enemy is wagging his tongue, when he's spewing out venom and intimidation uh, uh, tactics and and, and, and walk tickets telling you what he's going to do to you, you got to learn to be quiet. Be quiet and have your confidence in the Lord God Almighty. One of the names of God is El Gabor, the mighty warrior. God knows how to fight. He knows how to fight. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at Exodus. Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 14, and Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again, no more for ever. For the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Glory be to God in the highest. God was talking to Moses, and he was telling him about Pharaoh and his army. You know that Pharaoh, he was crazy. Pharaoh said that the Nile River was his and that he had made it. Now, you know he had to be tripping on something really hard, because what man can make a river? And the Nile River is not a small river. Even if it were, there's not a man on this planet that can make a river. But Pharaoh said that it was his and that he had made it. Then he went on to say that he was God. And I said, "Uh uh-oh, he made a terrible mistake. So he was boasting and had the children of Israel in great fear. Because they had been in captivity down in Egypt all these years. And Pharaoh, he was a hard taskmaster. He was so mean and wicked, he had the children of Israel making brick without straw. He wouldn't even give them the straw. And he told them that their tallies had better not decrease. He was wicked but well, guess what when god was hardening his heart god was setting him up so when the children of israel when he finally let them go egypt after the death of the firstborn of all of egypt pharaoh decided oh, I didn't really mean what I said. I'm going after them. I'm going to bring them back and put them in captivity and do them worse than what I did them before. So he went after them. Yeah, he went after God's people. And they had made it as far as the Red Sea. And when they got to the Red Sea, the children of Israel said, what are we going to do now? And when they got there, God instructed Moses, to take his rod over the Red Sea, wave it over the Red Sea. And the Bible says the waters parted. And the children of Israel went through on dry ground. Pharaoh had an army, and he boasted himself of 900 chariots. The Bible says there was no smith, no blacksmith in Israel. So Israel didn't have any weapons, and they didn't have any chariots of iron. So Pharaoh took them chariots and tried to go through the Red Sea after God's children. And that was his demise. So we are not to be concerned when the enemy is telling us what they're going to do to us. Oh, if you don't pay this, I'm going to take away your house. Oh, if you don't do this, we're going to do that. We're going to take you to court. We're going to to do this. We're going to do that. Let them devils talk. The word of God says, trust in the Lord, rest in him, and wait patiently for him. Because I'm going to tell you something. Either you're going to believe God or you're not. I decided I'm going to believe God. Because I know that my God, he said in John 15 and 5, without me, you can do nothing. And then he went on to say in that same book, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. I listened to Apostle Overton last night talk about his pipes and how they busted. But he's waiting. He's waiting patiently on the Lord. He is not fretting. He's not saying, oh, God, what am I going to do? How am I going to make it? Oh, oh, no. He continues in his assignment. He continues praying for people while he himself is going through something. He continues ministering and teaching on the broadcast. He continues doing what God called him to do. He is resting in the Lord. He is trusting in the Lord. His confidence It's in the Lord. You know God's going to fix it. You got to have faith to live like that. It requires faith. And the only way you're going to have that faith, the Bible says, those that know their God shall do exploits. You got to know God. You either know him or you don't. That's why when that bill came up, I said, not this year. Not going to panic. Not going to cave in to pressure. Not going to do any of that. Not going to fret. Not going to worry. The only thing I said was, Lord, I trust you. When Pharaoh went into the Red Sea, God discomfited his army, and the wheels that stuck in the mud, the wheels off that chariot. God showed him how 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 great those chariots were. He boasted in that nine hundred chariots of iron. God said, oh, that ain't nothing. (laughs) He took the wheels off of them. And they still tried to go after God's people. And guess what? God told Moses, when the last (laughs) Israelites made it to shore, God said, Moses, take that same rod and wave it back over the sea. And the sea closed up. And Pharaoh and his army drowned. And the women took tamarinds. And they began to dance and sing. They said the horse and his rider have he thrown into the sea. You see, God knows how to fight for us. The word of the Lord says in Exodus 14 and 14, the Lord shall fight for you. That's me. That's you. The Lord will fight for us. And we will hold our peace. My grandmother had a saying when I was a little girl. She said, hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle. I didn't know what she meant by that. I understand it today. Because God told them, this enemy, these Egyptians, whom you have seen today, you will see them again no more forever. I remember a friend of mine. He had a house. He had this house which he still has today, and uh, this man owned the house. And he, um, he was making payments on the house, but the man did not live here. The man lived in Florida. And so he told me one time he came home and the man had been in his house. The man had been in his house. And when he told me about it, he was always fearful that that man was gonna come and take that house back. And it was because, you know, he wasn't um he wasn't able to make his payments always on time. He had actually bit off more than he could chew as far as the property he had gotten. The property needed to be um, fixed up. And instead of fixing one property and then getting another one, he bought all these distressed properties. But this one particular man owned this one house. And when he told me that man had been in his house, I told him. He said, but what if he come and take the house back from me? I said, you'll never see that man again. I said, you will never see him again. And he looked at me strangely. I don't even know how I knew that. To be honest with you, I didn't know it. It just came out of my mouth. But I spoke it. I told him, you will never see that man again. And to this day, he has never seen that man again. You see, we got to learn how to trust God and how to rest in the Lord instead of fretting. You're trying to pay Peter by robbing Paul. That ain't going to work. You already know by now that don't work. That does not work. The only thing you get out of that is you lose that. Yeah, that don't work. I'm
1: sorry, Beth. I'm sorry, Beth. You had me laughing. I ain't mean to go loud.
0: That's all right, Apostle. I got inspired to teach this from the message yeah, you preached last night.
1: Yeah, man. You said that ain't going to work.
0: Yeah, that's not going to work. So
1: you the know best <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! They got to trust. You know the problem with Taylor, I've noticed, throughout the years of me being on radio, and you have Christians saying that They've been walking with the Lord a long time. I doubt it. Where's your faith?
0: They ain't trusting me. They ain't trusting me. They're not trusting them. Not, uh-uh.
1: And I mean, how long? I, I ask certain people. I'm not here to judge nobody. Matthew seven one. Just not the be judged, but if you see a fruit on an apple tree, something's wrong. Okay. What are you doing confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior for 60 years and can't trust him?
0: They don't trust him. For one thing, Apostle, they don't pray.
1: They sure don't. They, ooh, Christians, Lord.
0: They're not praying.
1: They don't. They don't. No, they don't, ma'am. Now, that's something that the Lord really been putting in my heart. To tell people they just don't, they're, they're, and another thing they don't want to do, evangelist Taylor, God forgive me, they want you to teach them, they want you to do the fighting, they don't want to, they just want to blow, and they do, you do everything else,
0: yeah, yes,
1: just blow. They not bro. praying, now you get it out. They ain't praying, they are not consistent <laughs> with the Lord. <laughs>
0: they not praying, they not praying, and this is why. There's no power in the church. That's right. This is why there's no power in the church, because the church stopped praying. They don't have prayer meeting no more. They're not having prayer meeting no more in the church.
1: You know, the Methodist church, they split off, broke off. Some homosexuals, some don't. They're splitting off now.
0: They lean into their own understanding.
1: Yep, that's right. Ain't nobody praying. Nope.
0: Therefore, you know we have gotten so far away from God. I'm talking about the God of the Bible. Yep, the God of the Bible. God wants us to trust yep. Him and rest yep. in Him. He yep. is. Inst- let, let, let's go to. Uh, let's go to. Uh, Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, and uh, I I believe it's verse number 7. Genesis chapter 2 and verse, Genesis 2 and 2, I'm sorry. Two, Genesis 2 and 2. This is what it says. <laughs> i tell you the truth. Genesis 2 and 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made and rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. You see, God rested. He ceased from his labor. And God is trying to teach us something from this. We have to learn how to rest in the Lord.
1: Not only that, a lot of Christians, Adventists, throughout my years of dealing with people, who, I've been doing this 14 years on the radio. The minute you say something about the Sabbath but to them, they get, no, 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 you don't hear nothing. Nothing. No comment. For one well, thing they- I mean, just, dull, nothing. No reaction at all to it. None. Nothing.
0: Well, for one thing, they don't understand it. They think you're talking about seven day events. When you say you're a Sabbath keeper, they don't have a clue what it means to keep the Sabbath.
1: That's so sad. They think you're talking about. That's the first thing the Lord told me. When I started this radio ministry, I was in a hospital. I ain't know nothing about internet radio. And I'm here I am. Uh, Didn't even have no social security, no nothing. Waiting on a lawyer about to lose my house volunteering, doing a, uh, work up at the hospital. I ain't nothing about no uh, the Sabbath. And the, when the Lord opened me up and sent me to Israel, and he said, okay. it will be fellowship of deliverance. in that ready no more? It will be live deliverance. You will honor my Sabbath. And I followed him, and I ain't lacking ever since I followed him. I ain't never lacked. Yeah, I got a little minor issues. I'm waiting on the Lord to bless me on some personal stuff, but the radio ministry, oh no. I got the Lord got money okay. for
0: that. And okay.
1: It's sad to see Christians that don't know the Bible, they don't know nothing about the mm-hmm. Sabbath, but they know T D. Jake's name very well.
0: Oh yeah. And they, they know, they know
1: they one of his names very well.
0: They know all they know anybody's name that they got to pay money to. To go and yeah. get a word from. That's right. They know anybody. Yeah, they they if we gotta pay money. Oh yeah, we know him. We gotta pay money. We gotta yeah. have six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars to go and hear this one. That's, That's just right. to get in. That that ain't consistent. Right. That ain't part of the offering. That's right. No. So That's when right. it comes to revealing truth, see, they don't like a message like this. Resting in the Lord. No, They don't, no, like I don't that hear that because no, no, no. They said, "Well, what is that? Have, what is that got to do with me?" The enemy. I'm going to tell you something, Apostle. But, the enemy have got the people so busy that they don't even know they need rest. He got them chasing. They all, uh, the stock market, and you know, they just running like, like wild horses. They're just running, running, running. And they don't even know, hey, I need to get some rest. If I don't slow down, if I don't get some rest, I'm not going to make it. They don't even know. They just got, the enemy has them so busy. I got to go to this meeting. I got to go to that meeting, this meeting, that meeting, this meeting. And they having meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings. And they ain't getting nothing done. Yeah. They ain't getting nothing done. Nothing. But they just running, 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 running. And the enemy got them thinking they're important because they got to go to all these meetings. And what he's doing is robbing them of their health. That's why people are so sick, because they are stressed out. 'Cause they're not getting no rest. That's why God instituted Adventist. the Sabbath so that man could rest.
1: I want you. They to get up go to work Monday
0: morning. They still tired. They just mm-hmm. had a whole weekend yep. and they go to work Monday morning tired.
1: Watch this, Advantage Stadium. This is going to be 34 seconds. Watch this. Listen to this. Okay. Go ahead, brother. No. No. And you should never have to pay to see him. That's right. Never. 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 You gotta buy a ticket to see Jake. Right. My Lord. You gotta pay Jake. My Lord. You gotta pay Penny Hen. Right. Ten thousand prayer lines. Fifty thousand right. dollar prayer line Right. Hundred thousand dollar prayer line Amen. And what you get in return? <laughs> That's it. Go ahead, brother. You just need a blow. Right. Nothing, that's else. It. That's Nothing it. else. Nothing else. Nothing else. And you to spend all that, that money. That Lord happens yeah. to Jesus.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then that's
1: it. we work I work twelve hours with one person. And you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, Bannis The Lord told me I ain't never in my life done this. I worked, I wasn't asking for no money. You know, I'll do it if you don't have any money. She said, well, this is all I got. I got $1.50. I said, I'll receive it. And it shocked her. Said, well, oh, I thought mm-hmm. she was going to get upset. That demon thought I was going to get upset. I said, no, the Bible said, whatever you do, do it. Hold all to the Lord. I receive it.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Then a preacher called me. I wouldn't have done that. She would have gave me $2,000. I said, that's why you're not in the deliverance ministry.
0: That's exactly right. And that's why he ain't got no power. See, salvation n- n- is free, at all. but the anointing will cost you everything. Oh,
1: people don't believe that. But th- let me tell you, yes,
0: yeah.
1: it ain't coming easy to hear the Lord. It ain't coming easy to see demons uh-uh. and to see in the spirit uh-uh. realm. That that ain't that ain't, that ain't no said. freeway tickets. No, no, no. Seeing in the spirit mm-hmm. realm and that, that that no, 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 no. You got to pay to see. You got to pay a price. You got to humble yourself. You got to get rid of anger. You can't have all these old negative thoughts flying through your mind. That's How are you right, gonna see demons right. in the spirit when you can't even control yourself in the flesh?
0: You gotta get in your secret closet, and they don't even have you one. You gotta
1: right, pray. They don't. They what closet? A prayer closet? And, mm-hmm. and they got a couch uh-uh. and a TV. Yeah. That's all you got. Remote a remote control and, and, a, a and a remote, remote control. control.
0: I can't do and that, they, Van. They I, don't even call it the remote I, control. You know what they say? Anybody seen the moat? Say oh, the Jesus. moat. What is the moat? They're calling it the moat now. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. moat control. I said, wow. I'm going to tell
1: you, I had a lady, Venice Taylor, call me uh, yesterday. She was
0: crying. She's dying. I
1: said, what happened? I went to evangelist one day to buy', them, and she told me that if I gave her... Two thousand dollars in eight months, I'll get five thousand. Eight months came, I ain't getting nothing.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, I said, Well, uh you start you just started learning how to hear the Lord. You need to hear the Lord. How to do that? I said <laughs> I said, You need to start reading and meditating? No, I don't wanna do that. I just want a fast, quick microwave uh revelation
0: yeah they want somebody to tell them what it's in <laughs> ears. they want somebody yep. to tell them what they yep. want to hear so so yeah. I ain't even mad at she told that woman <laughs> what she wanted to hear,
1: yeah, uh-huh, she said it, and I said, and you believed her, yeah, and I asked her for my money back. she said she don't give refunds back, <laughs> okay, you' got the wrong trust if you put your trust, see, you got the labor, brothers and sisters. Okay. That's it. In order for me and Just Taylor to get on this thing, we don't prepare for none of this. But we're in sync because we stay in fellowship. Now, see, the Lord's telling me, some of y'all read the Bible on Sunday. You leave the church, you go all you can eat, and you leave that Bible sitting on that refrigerator all the way to the next Sunday. Okay. There ain't no way in hell that you're going to be a dece- uh, 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 victorious Christian living like that. There's no way. Okay on earth that you can live as a christian without reading that bible every day
0: they they, they don't they believe don't do that, that though they they don't, don't, that's that. too much work you know what they say the woman told me the woman had a christian tv ministry and the woman told me she didn't have time to pray she was always calling me for prayer pray for me yes. i said girl i said girl when do you pray She told me, I don't have time for that. I said, well, you got a ministry. How is it? She told me people call her at 6 o'clock in the morning. I said, then get up at 5.
1: That's right. I pray at night, Evangelist Taylor. Every night I pray in the Holy Ghost. I pray in the car. I'm talking to the Lord all day. Lord, I don't want to go to hell. Lord, forgive me for my sins. I say that. I hum, I and I, you know, I do I, I said, Lord, I'm just a brother in the Lord. I am not an apostle. All that. That's a lot of. Yeah, that comes with a true apostle means just to suffer. Ain't no glory okay. in these ministries. There's no glory in these ministries at all. Jeremiah was cut in two. start off in two. Peter was hung upside down. Paul was beheaded.
0: Okay.
1: That's pay a price for the anointing. Okay. You do know, not okay. pay a price ahead. for. It? Yeah. John, yeah, John on the Isle of Patmos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they was wondering how come he couldn't die. <laughs> mm-hmm. so people don't, people don't want to search the scriptures to know the truth for themselves. Ain't nobody can't come by to tell me anything because I, I, the Holy Spirit just click boom, and them spirits just, just come right up out of my spirit. But they don't live for the moment like this. The Lord tell me no. when you on live reading that Radio, He said you are on live for me. You working for me. You ain't Come working for nobody but you for me. You are, I hired you and I can fire
0: you anytime I get ready. And they don't even I'm know the that. Boss.
1: They don't. You I'm got a whole this.
0: bunch of them that they working for God and they don't even know they already been fired. They still working.
1: And still working. God don't even know them. <laughs> It, 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 this is another one. His name is E. W. Emmanuel Williams. Oh, this is a clown. I met this clown, a theologian, E. W. Good evening. How you doing? Sound all educated. And the Lord told me he don't even. I don't even know who this is. <laughs> I say the Lord told me when I when I first started began to hear the Holy Spirit. I I he started fast. fasting and Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday. About Three four months didn't hear nothing. That six month came around, I was able to a little bit. And then start clearing up, and I more Derek Prince and back Wednesday mm-hmm. Thursday Friday and back Wednesday that built down up, and I was able to hear the Holy Spirit. And then He walked in, Lord, told me, "Let me show you what He is to me in the spirit realm." And I saw a baby with diapers on. He said, okay. "That's a baby." Big old suit. He said, "Now look under the suit. I saw spiritual diapers." Lord, baby. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute now. The first demon I ever saw in the name of Jesus, open up thy eyes that you may see. Second Kings six seventeen was the demonic spirit of this spirit of intelligence, intellectuals. It get in them theologians. It jumped. time to get that degree. That demon jumped right in. zoop thinking the mind and I saw this thing suck on his mind on his brain I said Lord what is this and that man left the room EW Emmanuel William he's the overseer he's a check on me and brother John brother one John friend brother John cut him loose because he found out he wasn't real anyway I when the man walked out of my office advantage Taylor, in the spirit room, it took 45 minutes for his tail to leave from his head to the end of my office it was just Karen, right? And, and I saw it in the spirit room. I said, that's a, that thing hanging on him. He said, all that is, is thinking and intellect. Wow. That's how come, that's how come they can't hear. See, theologians can't hear the Lord. They've been trained. No, they I haven't dealt with a whole lot of them at the hospital. They've been trained from their minds. They've been trained from human perspective. This is why it's hard for them to get into faith. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. And this is why they wait. They work so well in that hospital because you know now the hospital have to be uh, 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 not one particular faith; they have to be right. uh, uh, all together. So, so you got to mix water, it to You a can mix. water it
1: down. That's right. You yeah, can water yeah. it down. You can water, you can yeah. water that down. See, I, I learned this at the hospital, and they were trying. Yeah. They tried to fire me. They tried to get rid of me, but the Lord kept me there. The Lord used Brother okay. John to keep me there. They fired Brother John. He still kept me there. So did. And they don't know nothing. And you got people to this day. They don't know God.
0: They do not know God.
1: No, they don't know. They don't know God at all. One lady told me that she invited Hank Hanegraaff to her audience, to her church, and and he embarrassed her.
0: She invited who?
1: Hank Hanegraaff. Wow. The Bible handyman. She said, and he embarrassed everybody. This ain't enough money for me to speak. I need y'all need to give me some more money before I say something.
0: Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard uh, another one of them say the same thing. Uh, the prophetess got somewhere. You know, she started out in them little storefront churches, and um, those are the people that really, you know, boosted her up. And then when she got on the big platform with uh, TDJ. Then she got too big to go back to them little small churches. So they uh, they did invite her to come back to one of them, and she told them how much she had to have before she, you know, preached. And when they got to the church, they hadn't quite raised that kind of money. She refused to open her mouth until they raised that money.
1: That's not God at all.
0: That's not God. That's
1: Lord, not, and that's not God Advantage Taylor Lord, have mercy Jesus Lord, have mercy Jesus Jesus is what they me. want Yeah, that's what yeah.
0: they want though That's what they want They yeah. they like that
1: They love that stuff They bask in it And then when it's time for deliverance It's us who's getting catching all the hell Trying to help them through a rebellion and getting mad at us, but they'll never get mad at the ordained. Or the, the the ones who wasn't ordained, they had no, no. They ain't get mad at them, but they give us hell. Yeah, that's
0: when they got to go and find a real deliverance minister. Cause see, none of them, none of them is going to uh, cast no devils out of them.
1: No, no, they don't do that. No,
0: that's you, yeah, that's too messy. That's too
1: messy. Yeah, they ain't got to yeah, yeah, I had a pastor call me today, day say. Uh, can you help me? Uh, I have some members I'm I'm going to send to you. I said, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You ain't sending me none of your members. They're your members. What are you talking about? you going to send them to me. Oh, you're going to take the money and then send them to me. No, you go going to keep They're yours, they, unless they want to join my church. I I don't want to deal with this, this deliverance thing, and uh, they want me to do deliverance, and I... I just don't want to deal with it. I said, why well, do you don't want to deal with it? You don't want to be the son of Skeever." That's what it is. Because he already to know, know
0: what will happen. He knows what Yeah, he knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: he know. yeah. Yeah. I witnessed something that was very horrifying.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: I, I'm asking the Lord, should I say it on... On the radio, but I, I can't, it's, it's very graphic, but I'm just going to say it, but not in a way to, to hurt no one. Let's okay. make a long story short. There was a preacher, a Baptist pastor trying to cast out a demon. And that demon ate him up. Before he yeah. even knew it, he was, his clothes were just ripped off everything, off. You saw a force just push him back right out the front door. He went right out the door, wow. he fell right out that door, and everybody out there running, ah, and I push it, pass over to do something. I said, well, y'all called me a nigger. Now y'all want me to do something.
0: <laughs> okay. okay.
1: Well, I'm, wait- I'm waiting on the Lord, and I waited, and then the Lord told me to do something, and I did it. See, they don't want to deal with deliverance, because if they got that hanky-panky in them, it's going to get called out. Okay. Don't get called out. And they know it. Your sin will follow you.
0: Come on. Either you mm-hmm. gonna confess it to the Lord or or, or be the devil mm-hmm. will expose you. Now the devil it don't wanna
1: call you. If I ever call, every time I call you, if I sin, I'll call you and say I have sin. Oh, I'm gonna call you, or sister dirty one of y'all.
0: Yeah.
1: Mhm. I'm gonna confess they take my him part
0: they, they taken holy they communion. They taking holy with communion with un with sin in their life.
1: With sin. They're in not, they not even That's
0: afraid. Right. And the Bible says for this cause many are sickly and many sleep. And they talk and the Bible's That's right. talking about dead. That's and right. they are not even afraid.
1: That's sad. They're not
0: afraid to touch the they're communion table.
1: Do you know Bob Lawson charged two thousand dollars for thirty minutes?
0: Oh yeah, I went to his website. I seen, I seen. I said no, I couldn't fool with him.
1: I used to be with him, and I, that's why I let him go. He told me, uh, "You're gonna have to come." I had the whole reasons for him. Me and Victor Freeman, I represented the whole state of Georgia for him for two years, mm-hmm. and he not one dime did he give me. Wow. And the Lord started me off with my own uh, internet because I, I worked with Bob Larson for two years, and I said, hey, man, y'all got a problem here. You can't cast no demons. There's no such thing as no altar. And altar is a second personality. That's a lie. You got one mind, one soul, one spirit. Ain't none of that no such thing as an altar. You don't leave that into pur- the person. That's demonic.
0: Well, I saw somebody put this the other day on the Internet, said, uh, listen at this apostle, said that people... These churches need to start getting counselors and stop telling people that mental health is a demon. I said, wow, just c- contradicting wow. the word of God because the demoniac yep. that was filled with demons in, in today's society, they would have said he had mental health issues. Jesus called it a demon. Yep. And, and nowhere in the scripture did Jesus say counsel a demon. He said, cast it out.
1: Mental health is demonic.
0: That's what, mental health is demonic. And this woman you know, was saying. I, I'm going to do a sermon counsel. on that. I'm going to do a sermon on
1: that. I'm going to do a sermon on that Saturday. I'm going to do a sermon on that. Yeah.
0: That,
1: that little, I'll put that in my spirit. Mental health is demonic. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this. He said
0: the churches need to start getting counselors. Why would the church get something that Jesus never told the church to get? Where he said he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the ministry. He didn't say nothing about no counselors. <laughs> he so didn't. That's Ephesians 4 and 11.
1: Also, Second Corinthians uh, what twelve twenty eight.
0: Yep. Yeah, he said nothing about no counselors. When you start counseling nothing. a demon, you that means you're talking to the devil.
1: Yep, and you ain't getting them out like that.
0: No. We don't counsel they demons. We cast anything. them out.
1: Yeah, they they believe anything. They, but you know what? Uh-huh. That
0: comes under that spirit of intellectualism.
1: Oh, she I so, saw that thing. She was so was
0: educated. Little. Yeah, she was so educated. She said the churches need to get counselors and stop calling yeah, yeah. mental health a demon. That's what. It that was her
1: education. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ew said, No, 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 no. We don't do this. Are we recognize this mental health problem. <laughs> I looked at this here. And I said, This ain't nothing but a damn house, nigga. He had been talking to me, and the Lord, I'm seeing straight through him. <laughs> you know, I said, and then the Lord hit me with it one time. I told him, those are demons. And I used to walk in the hospital, and when I would walk into certain rooms, they know who you are. They start manifesting. Yep. The man says, why? He, why what happened? What, who are you? Why are you? This person's shaking when you walked in here. I said, well, that's Jesus in me this, uh, that know that demon in him. I said it right in the hospital. Yeah, I stood, and that's how I got my own. I wasn't you. afraid no doctor, or none. I don't care. I was I wasn't getting paid. I was doing it voluntarily, and the Lord used okay. that training to teach me the deliverance ministry. I was at that hospital okay. three years, Advance Taylor, and Brother John would help me give me a little meal here and buy me, uh, give me a little money here and there. He was real nice to me.
0: Mhm. And. uh I'm telling you, we, they don't know
1: I, the difference. I saw, a lot, yeah, I saw a lot of demonic, I saw a lady crawl in the, on the hospital and come into my room like a snake. She was messing with that narcomancy. Mm. But people don't know none. These Christians are all dabbling into witchcraft. They don't even know what the, what's going on. They don't they know don't what the know hell what is what going they do. on. No, they're just doing something.
0: Yep. And and they that's got all this doing. entertainment in the church. Let me tell you something. I figured that out. I figured out why they got all this entertainment. Apostle, when you don't have no anointing, you had you better give that crowd something for their money.
1: Something. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, you got right. to give them something <laughs> for their money. So that's, okay. that's why they got all this the, uh, uh, entertainment, celebrating the, the pastor's eight, birthday, on okay. the first lady's okay. birthday. And, now, and and everybody's got a birthday. Well, Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. He said nothing about celebrating. Jesus didn't celebrate his own birthday. Now, why we got to celebrate the pastor's birthday in the house of God? Celebrate that at your house. You take that home. That That don't belong in the church. That has no place in the church.
1: That's right. And people doing it. Blind leading the blind.
0: Yeah. Oh, we got to celebrate the pastor's birthday. No, we ain't got to celebrate that because that's not in the Bible.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: The devil done hoodwinked them.
1: Oh. Got hoodwinked. And they don't even know what they had,
0: man. No. Oh, we're trying to get the money. We're trying to raise the money for the pastor's anniversary. We're trying to raise the money. Why are you raising the money for the pastor's anniversary? When you ain't doing no ministry. They got their mind on the pastor no and not yeah. ministry.
1: Right. They give them something to do. And they sat there and that one man to... Give them something in the Bible where they don't even go check to see if it's true.
0: He said it's on the screen. He said I put it on the screen, so it must be true.
1: See, I ain't into that, reading off no computer tablets. The Lord told me, don't you you ever do that. I am not. No, I don't need no tablets. Give me my Bible where I can flip over to my page. I ain't ever going to be doing
0: that. That's it.
1: That's it. I ain't going out like that. That's not. That ain't said in the Bible. That That's a way to get rid of the scripture, get, rid, get away from the Bible. I ain't going there. Give me that King James Version. That's
0: exactly right. That's a way for the devil to slip something in. You know how yeah, people I, back in the day, they would put a mickey in your drink. If you left your drink yeah. unattended, they would put a mickey. That's what they do, and they're giving the people a mickey by putting it up on the screen. They're slipping a mickey yeah. in there on them.
1: Yep, I got a life in the spirit Bible. Brother John showed me that. That's a very spirit free Bible. And it has articles and stuff that can make you grow just reading one article. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Mm-mm. I stay in, uh-uh, give me King James. Don't give me nothing else.
0: That's right. I
1: don't want nothing else. Mm-mm.
0: That NIV.
1: That, that is water. missing so many scriptures. Yeah. They took so many
0: scriptures
1: so out in that NIV. Yes, they did, Advantage Taylor. Yes, they did. And this preacher, who I, I got rid of him, and not, uh, greater works, I got rid of him so fast. He got on my radio station. Time they had that covert virus and got on there and talking about sending in one hundred and ninety dollars for covert one nineteen, and had three, three to four scriptures. And then he'd give you three scriptures when you send him one hundred and ninety dollars. I, I called him and told him to get him off my radio station now. Get him
0: off. I don't blame you, Apostle.
1: I took him off. He didn't want to have a... I don't another blame one. I can care less. I said, hey, what is he doing? That's not in the Bible. I said, don't stream another stream. And I shut him off.
0: That's, I'm glad you did. hood people. hood yep, people. That's, that's
1: what they did. Yeah.
0: hmm They find okay, a way to I make think... some money off of anything.
1: Yep. They sure will. Anniversary, Mother's Day, Singles Day. Yep. Singles Day, that's fornication night. That's fornication night. Singles Day, that's fornication night.
0: That's what they're doing. That's
1: fornication. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. And they're doing it, and the people love it. The people love it. One one pastor, uh, uh, she got a club. She got a club and her people, they club and they bumping and grinding. And she said she's not going to apologize for it. And her husband, he go along with it. Oh.
1: Yeah, they there had
0: the a sir, party and, and the
1: flesh.
0: Yeah, huh
1: And she made all the money. They was
0: bumping. Yeah, they was bumping and grinding. They had the club music. Uh, The people was turning down. They had the lights turned down low. And boy, they was getting it. I said, "What in the world? Yeah, that ain't no church. That's a nightclub." And they wonder why sinners don't want to be saved.
1: They ain't got. Them, they got nothing to
0: see. They ain't. Yeah, that's right. They say y'all do. You know what? Sinners say they'd rather drink a forty ounce. Yep. They'd rather just drink a forty ounce than you to trick them, try to trick them like that.
1: I'd rather be around a gangster than be around a preacher. Okay. Because I know what a gangster, I'm a former gangster. He ain't going to trick me. But this preacher, these preachers, from what I be getting and hearing and what they be calling, you just got people that really call themselves and they done took off and running it, and people just following anything. That's where we at now.
0: How about this one pastor? I ain't going to call his name. Big pastor out there in California in Los Angeles. He had his girlfriend living with him, and he told the church that uh, they was living together. Big pastor. And so when they, they had a first ladies conference, and they invited all the first ladies, and they sent her, the church sent her, and some of the ladies, some of the women got mad and said, she's not the first lady, and he said she was, even though they wasn't married. Oh,
1: yeah. Now he's deciding
0: he's going to marry her. He's deciding now he's going to marry her. But uh, they've been living together. The the woman lives in his house a big a big time out there in Los Angeles, California. She lives in his house, and they are not married.
1: Mm, messed up out here.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: it's messed up. they
0: doing it. They're doing it West Coast style, you know that free, that free. Oh, everybody's free here.
1: Lord have mercy, Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A liberal spirit.
0: It's a spirit. Uh uh-huh. That's what it's it is. It's a
1: gay spirit.
0: Has, gay spirit. And, okay. And the, now the man can preach, but guess what? He's living in sin. So I can't, I can't this eat from it. that table. I can't eat from man. that table. You shacking up? You got your girlfriend living with you. I mean, a big name preacher. Wow. Wow. So how can you tell the the members? How can you, the pastor? How can you tell the members to come out of sin and you shacking up with your girlfriend? Yep. In front of the members you shacking up with your girlfriend in front of the member.
1: messed up. I'm telling you. It's messed up.
0: That's why I say the church, the people not praying. Because if the people were praying, God would show somebody in there, hey, this ain't right. Our pastor can't be shacking up with his girlfriend. He couldn't pastor me. I'm telling you, he could not pastor me. (laughs) Me either. He, he He could not pastor me.
1: But my the one I got, Pastor. Both mine's gone, and I still listen to him, Derek Prince. So I I don't even these these people out here tell me, you know who who I ain't got time. I stay in the Word to be the hitting all them of the, the preachers. I just stay in the Word. This is Derek Prince. Yeah, I can't
0: yeah. fool with a lot of this stuff. I I, I yeah, can't that's, that's I can't fool idea. with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I'm telling you, this is why. The Lord says we we need to rest in him, and if I'm telling you, apostles, if we don't rest in the Lord, if we just look at some of this crazy stuff that that we see have crept into the church, matter of fact, it ain't even creepy or now they just let it in. It used to have yep. to creep in, but now they're just opening the door and telling the devil, Come on in, yep if we look at That's this stuff, true. it's so discouraging, it's so discouraging.
1: Yes, it is.
0: It's so discouraging. I'm saying, I'm saying, how can people sit up under that? How can people? They obviously not reading their Bible.
1: No, uh, uh-uh. uh no, they they depend on somebody else to tell them. Yeah. That's so because
0: he's doing it. I guess they feel like they can do it.
1: Yeah, they depend on somebody else to tell them. hmm Feed me, just feed me.
0: You see where Bishop Carlton Pearson passed away.
1: Don't even know him. Okay. I don't yeah. even know him. He came
0: out of he came out of a um he came out of a uh, big college, um uh, O R U. He he was under Oral Roberts. And oh, okay. uh, he he got so twisted. He got so twisted that he told the people he so told them God said everybody was already saved. Oh. I said, then why did He send His Son Jesus? Hmm. Why did He send His Son Jesus, as everybody was already saved? Now, some ain't adding up. Some may add up.
1: Yeah.
0: If everybody yeah. was already saved, then why did God send Jesus? It's hmm. crazy. And people believe that. People believe that mess. So he's causing people to sin because they thinking they already saved. In sin, living like the devil, doing what they want to do, but he done told them that they already saved. Everybody's already saved. I said, wow. Hmm. Wow. That's
1: Messing a water people down up. there.
0: Yeah, messing people up because the Bible says uh, if you don't tell them the truth, their blood going to be on your hands. That's true. Yeah, so he's messing people up. And he's going to have to answer for all them souls that he told that they was already saved.
1: Oh, at mercy, Jesus. Oh, that mercy. I never say something like that.
0: But if you don't read your Bible, uh, this is what will happen. The people, they heard that, they they ate that up. <laughs> but when we tell them to come out of sin, we tell them to come to to them. out of sin and stop jacking up and stop uh, lying and using drugs, they don't want to hear that, what we're saying. It's another yep. Jesus, and they're preaching another gospel.
1: Yep, another Jesus. Well, I tell you, uh, Pray for me tonight, Venice Taylor. Does the Lord want me to teach 12 midnight on Satan's? Okay. I'll be on tonight, midnight with Telethon. And, Venice Taylor, I'm working on trying to organize something between me and you. I'll talk to you about it, not old Aaron. Okay. No. I'll call you. I'll call you. Okay. Um, you got 10 minutes. Let me let you take it on out for the
0: rest of here. All right, Apostle. Well, we thank everybody for coming on and being with us tonight, but I do want to share I do want to share um um a song. God gave me a song. Uh I wrote it in 2015 about rest. God said he would give his people rest. So I'm going to sing this in the closing of tonight's uh, message. So just bear with me one second. The name of this song is I Will Give You Ready. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Let go of your worries today. Seek the Holy One. Cast your cares on him. Be quiet. Just listen and pray. There's no need to fret. God knows what you need. This is only a test. So get down on your knees. I will give you rest. I will give I will give you rest, if you come unto me, I will give you rest, I will give you rest, I will give you rest. Come unto me. Trust in the Lord, and you will do good. So shall you dwell in the land. Fret not thyself of evildoers, for they shall soon be cut off. God is watching over you to give you his best. All God wants you to do is sit back and rest. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. rest. If you come unto me I I will give you rest I will give you rest I will give you rest If you come unto me I will give you rest, I will give you rest, I will give you rest, if you come unto me. The of the Lord tells us in Matthew, Matthew chapter 11. I'm going to close with this. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And the Lord is saying, I will give you rest if you come unto me. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor, your hostess for tonight from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. You can find us on the web at www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. You can also contact us through email at jt245 at msn.com and by phone at area code 336-830-0601. Join us Monday through Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time for the Sweet Hour of Prayer, also on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The phone number is 425 425- and the access code is 716-5050. Again, the Sweet Hour Prayer, Monday through Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, and on Sunday night at 8 p.m. You are invited. You are welcome, and tell a friend. The phone number is 425 436 -436 And the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. This is your hostess tonight, signing out, Evangelist Janet Taylor from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. May God richly bless you. Let me read our benediction with uplifted hands. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever amen. That's Hebrews 13 verses 20 and 21. God bless you and good night.